away we go. It is the BCJ Podcast, presented by the Holy Grail, right here on BearcatJournal.com. I am, uh, as always, Chad Brendel, joined on this show 99% of the time by none other than David Simone. David, how are we doing this evening? Hello. Dave? Dave, are you I'm there? pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty yeah. good day. Left Kelly. She was in good spirits. She was, uh, the, the transplant was today. Uh, she handled it pretty well. Everything is going uh, good so far. The The hard times are not, uh, are not, you know, it's, it generally takes like a week for all of this to like really hit her body. So by like Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, then that's when it gets tough. But uh, thanks to everybody for uh, thinking of us and wishing her well and uh, today went about as well as it could go. So, you're am I choppy, Dave, or are you choppy? No, I, I think for some reason it's me, but this never happened before, so I'm not sure. No, what's you going were on. perfectly fine like 30 seconds ago backstage, and then we went live, yeah, and all of a sudden you went choppy. Like, my VPN made me re sign in, so maybe it was that. Gotcha. Uh, the, the funny part from today though, Dave was, uh, <laughs> she's basically, she goes on a dietary restriction starting on Friday like um, in two days tomorrow or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Tomorrow. So no, today's only Wednesday. Wednesday this whole, yeah. like the, the holidays no. on the weekend get me I don't know what screwed day up. I don't know what day it is. I'm with you. Um, so she's allowed to have, like, I'm allowed to go buy her lunch like today. And then I think tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, so she had her transplant and like waited a couple hours and everything was good. Uh, so I'm like, you know, what would you like me to go get you thinking she would want something kind of like, uh, like, you know, flavor neutral. She's like, why don't you give me some Indian food? <laughs> I'm like, all right, you're feeling okay. good. If you want Indian food, I think you're feeling, you're feeling all right. So yeah. Went and got her some Indian food, and she crushed some Indian food and some naan and some jasmine rice, and uh, so it was a good day. But uh, yeah, how's uh, how was your how was your holidays? How was your Christmas? Christmas, good to great as usual. The uh, the big Simone family Christmas Eve party it was uh, it was another very very good time. So you know. Will had an enjoyable, enjoyable Christmas. Uh, he has started to be very, very competitive with the sports. We got some hockey goals. And every time he scores, he tells me to cry and that he won. <laughs> so there, there doesn't seem to be very many participation trophies going to be handed out in the Simone household. That's fantastic. What the hell? But uh, no, it was good. I'm enjoying the slightly warmer. I'm 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 very much already in uh, Bengals Bills mode. So for some I'm, re reason, I'm ready to go. For some reason, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't tweet from the the Facebook thing or from the 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 YouTube channel. Oh, Aaron did. I know Aaron. Well, Aaron tweeted from the Twitch, Twitch link. 
the YouTube link. It's not letting me tweet it out. Off, off to a roaring start. Oh, I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's right. I, you know, I haven't really been home to do any no. prep work. So we had our, our, our once every so often, what are we going to talk about tonight call today? So, yeah. And then we didn't really talk about anything to talk about. Did I piss off Elon? No, I don't think so. Like, no, Aaron, I, like, I, I can, I can copy the link and put that in my Twitter feed. But on from YouTube, there's a share button. And when I hit the Twitter share button, which is what I normally do, uh, it tells me I have to log into Twitter. Huh. But I'm already logged into Twitter. So. So. Here we go. Uh, All right. Let's do what, this. What did you come up with to talk about today, Dave? Nothing. What did you come up with? Nothing. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will uh, we'll see. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it's it's pretty quiet on the football side of things. So, I mean, I guess we could talk about uh, the two lane game tomorrow night. We'll we'll get to that. I, I wanted to do a little um, since we're we're about at the new year. Uh, this will be our last show of 2022. We are not going to do an hour long year in review. Uh, like we did um, the other night. We're going to skip that because we already did that on Monday. Thank you. It was, it was very detailed. But I'm interested in like uh, maybe a little like state of the program. And obviously there's still a lot of unknown. But uh, just maybe kind of a, a, a your thoughts and insights uh, after, you know, we, we're – what, 20 days into the Satterfield era, something along those lines. Um, things are, well, they're not complete. The picture is starting to take a little bit better shape. Um, what, what, uh, what is your read through 20 days kind of on, on where things are at as the transition is being made into this new coaching staff? Um, I mean, I, I think – as is the case in, in college football nowadays, like everything I think is still in flux. It's not going to surprise me if more guys enter the portal. Sure. Um, but that's not like a, to me at this point, that's not necessarily like a, you know, rats jumping off the sinking ship type thing. That's more of just like this, how things go and guys just make, a decision that they think is in the best interest of them. Um, but I, I think, you know, I think things are progressing about how I expected. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Hi, Holly. I, welcome. I always thought that at least in this, I guess what we're still calling the first signing day, I figured it would be a smaller group. It was, um, I, figured it would be hard to hold on to or to get back anyone that had officially decommitted and it was um you know they've they've added four transfers i think that number is going to grow considerably over the next two weeks over the next four what 
four five months and but all in all like i'm not i guess i'm kind of just like riding it out a little bit i'm not discouraged by anything but i'm i'm also not like going to an extreme of like oh this this everything is is awesome we're knocking it out of the park left and right, right. there's this is going to be the easiest transition ever look at all these great things that they're doing i mean it's kind of going as i expected um you know we'll we'll have more in uh we'll have more i guess in the next week or two when it comes to coaching staff that'll play a, a big part in how you feel or how you think things are going the visits next week for transfers that'll have a feel for give you a better feel for how things are going. I mean, I'm encouraged just from the fact of like, I do a lot of the behind the scenes digging on things and they're clearly, they clearly know that they need to be incredibly active. They need to increase the talent level of the roster by adding older, more experienced players. And, and I see that happening every single day. Now that doesn't mean that they're adding them every single day, but, there's there are, there has to be a starting point with these guys, and that keeps. I mean, they're they're going after guys that have already committed to other schools. Yeah. At least trying to talk to them. Right. Uh, you know, we'll see if any what comes to fruition. But you know, with transfers, it's 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 very similar to. You know, we saw it with Trevor Rudosevich or Rudos, however you pronounce it. Like he was committed to Colorado State. Right. So, you know, we'll see. Never give up, never give in, Dave. No, that's right. You know, we talked already about the the likelihood of Zach Grant being added as a general manager from Ohio State today. Um, The guy from On3 reported that, initially reported, and then, you know, uh, Football Scoop ran with that report that, I guess, is his name Cass? Case? Cass, I think. Case? Maybe Case? I don't know. I think Cass, but uh, until I hear otherwise, I'm going to go with Cass. Uh, Simmons? Simons? Uh, it's S-I-M-M-O-N-S. I would assume that's Simmons. Yeah. It's, it's going reportedly coming from Ohio State also in a recruiting, what, director of recruiting strategy? Is that, yeah. is that what that was technically I think that called? would be like the, the, the Pat, the former I th- Pat I, th- I think so as well. Uh, so he's obviously got some ties to Ohio State, but prior to that, he's got Stephen F. Austin on his resume, which for those that don't know is in Texas. And while we're not recruiting the same guys as Stephen F. Austin, I'm sure we're going to be going into the same high schools. So it will be good to have someone in that department who already knows, you know, high school coaches in areas that we'll probably be trying to recruit in. And then we'll see if, you know, I have no idea if there's going to be. That is also, he was the name we were kind of hinting at last week. That we thought there was another Ohio State guy that was going to be joining uh, Mr. Grant down here as well. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a, not a, I guess it's not an exciting answer. uh, But it's just kind of how I envision things going I, I think i think you've put it kind of where my brain is at too though dave hi pickle 
Good to see you. See? Camera's on. Pickle's on. That's right. Pickle knows when, when things are happening. Do you sit in this spot often, or is it just like when you sit in this spot, you're podcasting, so she knows? Oh, no, I, I work from this spot as well, so she's very familiar with me sitting here a lot of the day. <laughs> Does she do this while you're working, too? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So it's not a – she doesn't know she's on things. She just knows daddy's here, yep. and I might be able to get some attention if mm -hmm. I sit in front of him. Gotcha. Yep. Um, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Good to see you. We, we didn't need you tonight. Thankfully, everything went well with Kelly today after yesterday was a little. She's she's hit or miss, Dave. <laughs> she's, oh, really? she, she scared oh, really? us a couple times. Yes, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, <laughs> her oxygen dropped to 84. Uh, her blood pressure dropped down to like 90, uh, over 50. And her temperature dropped to 94 degrees. So she tried to scare the crap out of us yesterday. So this was almost you and Aaron or you and Jeff or she's you, just, Jeff and Aaron. She's just chilling. Yeah, she was chilling with four giant blankets over top of her and a blanket on her head. I wanted to I wish they had taken a picture of her with the blanket on her head. Um, but hello, Jeff. Uh, Ivan, we'll get to in a little bit. Um, lighter, thanks for checking in. Appreciate the kind words. Um, I, I think... I think the thing is, there's nothing to be um, like over the moon at this point. There's nothing to be alarmed at this point. Like, I, I think it's happening on a level, on a path that's been about as expected um, in terms of like nothing has been crazy good nothing has been overly concerning i mean I, I think that's the fair assessment of it things have just been kind of happening how a coaching change happens on a on a you know steady incline and not there's nothing that's like oh man there, there's big trouble here or, oh man like wow i can't believe they did that you know what i mean right you're i mean you're putting the they're putting the pieces together um, I know we all want them to be already put together, but that's just its not how things work. I mean, assistant coaches are going to continue to be hired across the country yeah. for the next month. And honestly, for probably the next two months, because we always see the NFL does a little bit of shaking up to the college game, whether it's a head coach leaving, cough, cough, Jim Harbaugh, or – you know, assistant coaches taking jobs that that you know cause a little bit of movement. There's, there, I mean, the assistant coach carousel runs um, very, very much past the, the end of the season. So, you know, they've got the majority of the coaches in place. They might even have the other coaches, you know, ready to go. They're just keeping it quiet or you know whatever. So, or they're, and I don't know that this to be true. So everybody, calm down. Or the other coaches are in bowl games still. Yeah. Like there's there's certain reasons why things might not be public that could be, but it sounded like he was pretty adamant on signing day, and we talked about this already. But pretty adamant on signing day, they plan to have everything in place or or very close to everything in place on January third. Uh, when I think 
everybody yeah. gets back to camp. And I think I think as an assistant, at least to me, if I was an assistant coach and I'm having a conversation with another program and I've, you know, agreed to to join that new program, like I think it's just easier if you're just like, just keep it quiet until my season's over. Right. Like I don't we don't need the extra even if the bowl game that you're preparing for is not the playoff. It's just like I just don't need like it coming out right before signing day or having to deal with it after signing. Like, just let the season end. Everybody go, like, especially now, these bowl games that are happening now, the kids are going to go right from the bowl game home. Not back to campus, home. Right. So it's like, it just makes it easier. Everybody just goes their own way after the bowl game, and you can then go move on to your next job. Yeah prefacing statements with so everybody calm down i mean <laughs> our job is generally centered around natalie uh in one way or another uh telling everybody to calm down <laughs> either when everybody's too high or when everybody's too low someone has our, to be be the pragmatic level headed ones around to, here to keep things on the even keel let's not get out over our skis Let's not uh, tumble down the hill uh, because we were looking at our phone while we were skiing. Um, <laughs> everybody calm down is the standard operating. Our job is centered around Natalie. <laughs> I don't get paid. I don't get paid enough for that. Right, right. I don't either. Um, Jeff, I heard it. <laughs> um, I just think it's kind of operating about on the timeline. And this is the thing, right, Dave? About on the timeline you would expect from a guy that's been a head coach for a long time, that has coached at the Power 5 level, that has won, you know, a lot of games to this point. Maybe not as many as he would have totally wanted at Louisville, but that's a chapter that has been closed for him. Um, I think you're you're just seeing things being – the blocks are being placed in a timely, adequate fashion. And then we'll see whether they're good blocks or they're bad blocks. I yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't, I don't think you can be too, you know, again, it's very beginning. We've never even met these guys. They're not even technically like, on staff yet but like if you're looking at it just from the the coach the uh, the louisville coaches and then keeping carry you know we we haven't confirmed this no one's initially confirmed this it seems like walt will stay there uh, are guys tweeting on, out offers tagging walt Stern. right that is so, yeah a pretty uh, clear indication of where things are headed with Walt and and where he will be coaching next year, I would think. So you've kept, you've kept a lifelong Cincinnati and then an important member of, of the community and the university and the football team on staff, and you've kept an up a young up and coming coach who is a, who is an alum, and we've we you know we feel like that's important, and then you've brought over some of your key guys from your previous staff and then you've added you know you're you've added or what we think is you've added three guys from 
whether people want to admit it or not, like one of the two or three pri- premier programs in the country, year right. in, uh, in all in off fieldish roles. Um, but I mean, anybody that knows anything about recruiting slash player personnel knows that like if you've been working for Mark Pantoni and he has nice things to say about you, then you should feel good about that person coming on to your program. And if you've worked for Mickey Marotti and worked with Brady Collins, you should feel good about that person coming on to your program. Well, it didn't work. He didn't work with Brady Collins. Oh, uh, he, has, because, he didn't work. They didn't cross over at OSU. No, he he is he is. If, if this comes to fruition, he will have replaced Brady at Mississippi State when Brady left Mississippi State to go back oh, to Ohio okay. State. He replaced him there, and then when Brady left Ohio State to come to Cincinnati, he replaced him at Ohio State. So they've never actually, I don't believe, crossed paths. But he has been the guy that replaced Brady each of the last three times that Brady has gone somewhere new. So, uh, I got you. Yeah. So, either way, though, I mean, you're, you're coming from a program like, again, I mean, we can not like them and we cannot, I'm, you know, at the front of the line and really not like their fans and different things. But, like, I mean, they're damn good. They haven't had a losing season and got, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I mean, 60, 70 years, 80 years. Luke Fickle. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, that, that's a bowl game. Didn't, doesn't count. <laughs> they were six and seven. They, they had a losing season. I know. That's true. One time. But uh, <laughs> you, you get my point. I know. So, like, I, couldn't that, pass, I could not pass that. Like, I, I know. I know. In, you in threw that, that one in up. That aspect of things, mm. though, like, yeah. you know, where, I mean, where what other guys would you would anybody like be like nope this would have been better like that's a, right. I mean we're talking about Ohio we're talking about a, a power program we're talking about a, a proven track record of you know in in Zach's case at Western Kentucky on a smaller level and then again at Ohio State like how you manage a roster how you put a roster together how you understand the portal and play the portal and manage that element of building a roster like you know. That, that stuff is all going great. But again, we've talked, and this is what we hammered home. I feel like as the season progressed and the boat like, kind of doesn't matter if you can't get the dudes. Right. So again, that's why I'm like kind of in the middle. Like I'm, there are elements of it that are exciting and encouraging, but I still need, we don't, we don't have that full, that full picture yet, you know, because we know with the portal, it's not like before when you signed 25 guys and you basically went from December to August and that was your like you knew your roster like now you I mean they're going to I mean they're going to be adding guys shit you could April, add guys up in, May, practically June. up until what, spring fall practice started if you're in the portal already yeah as long as you have in, to, or I mean this is something people have kind of ignored graduate transfers can enter the portal at any time at any time so, like, if you graduate in June and, and you decide, eh, I don't think this is going to work out for me, 
Like, yes, there is a portal window, but there are exceptions to the window. The main one being graduate transfers. There's no restriction on that. They but what I'm saying, though, is there's no, I know, just, I'm just adding like there's yeah, there's sure. windows and then there's stuff that can happen outside the window. But the window is just to enter. You can de- right. decide whenever you want. Right. So someone could enter the portal win- second portal window in April, but they might I mean they could wait. Theoretically, they know. I mean, I'm sure the the number of guys that do that is is fairly small, but you know, you could have guys decide in the summer, right? For sure. Um, I mean, I, I I I hate like it's incomplete, but what I would say, state of the program, like I think it is it is where you would expect it to be at this point uh, in a new hire, and that's you know that's. If you want to be discouraged by that, that's fine. If you want to take it at face value, that's fine. But like, they're looking at about what I expected them to be looking about, you know, as you know, as we head into um, what I think, like, I do think that window that starts next week is critical. Oh, I think I imagine that, you know, okay, here's one. If they don't have like, I'm not going to put an exact number on it, but I'm ex- I, if the number, whatever the number is that ends up visiting, if it's smaller than whatever my mind tells me it should be, I don't know what you know, then I'll be then that would be something that I would be a little concerned about. Yeah, I think we need to be a little careful there because I still am trying to get a gauge on where things are at in regard to the 85. Right. Um, as you go into this window now, again, it always works out and you could take as many, but I think there is like some, we have this many spots to work with that they know right now that we don't, but they are offering like more guys. And a lot of the guys, not a lot, but some of the guys that they offered previously still haven't decided. So you would think that some of those and, these new guys that they've been offering possibility of, of adding those, but it'll just be interesting. Like if they have, if there's right, two well, guys visiting next week, that would be a concern. I'm going to be worried a little bit because there's because, more than two spots to fill. Right. <laughs> like you would think four, five, six, five, somewhere six in that, yeah. yeah. Somewhere in that window would be, and, and guys that you think you're going to land because like, this is, I'm going to be interested to see how, how much of this is guys are going to try to squeeze in two and three visits between the fourth and the eighth? Because that's yeah. all that this window is open is four to eight. So yeah, like Thursday to, to Sunday. Be enrolled by the ninth? Well, classes start on the ninth, and then there is typically a – What, two weeks? A, a 10 business day window where you can enroll and start classes and still yeah. be like on track academically. Yeah, so, you could always. I remember you could always like drop a class within the first couple of weeks and it not count against you. So, right. imagine it's the same thing if you could you could add a class and still get in. I mean, how are you still eating those things? That's like the twelfth one that you've had. Because I have a, I had it's empty now. <laughs> my my mom and her friend they make. She'll probably listen to this and text me, but these are little these little t- Italian. Pitzels, they have these super old irons and they only make two at a time. Okay. 
So they they do chocolate ones and I guess you yeah they're not vanilla they they have anise seeds in them. Um, so it's just two ladies making two at a time and they do it all day. So they probably make I don't know five hundred to a thousand of these things. Wow! For Christmas and the, wow. and the, they keep them in these like big boxes and yeah drink a bunch of wine all day and so I get a bag full of each kind after Christmas and yeah just. I just, I, I was like, I, I was amazed that like you hadn't run out of them yet because you've been eating them for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look delicious because you have not, like, that's been one after another. Well, I'm out of the chocolate ones now, so polish those off. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, this, this is going to be a good barometer. Uh, hopefully by next Wednesday. I don't even know when basketball plays next week. I think, too, looking at positions. Like, I mean, if they don't have, like, three or four receivers visiting slash jumping in, like, then you're going to be like, okay, like, what are we supposed to do for next year? Because they're not all of a sudden going to have a lot of opportunities to add receivers. I would say same thing with offensive line, same thing with defensive backs. I think those are kind of the three. Now, of course, there's going to be some other guys maybe sprinkled in there, but like those are the three positions I'm I'm looking at. Yeah. Let, let's make an executive decision for next week, Dave. Okay, what's that? Next week we have a game on Wednesday. Uh huh. But it's a nine o'clock home game against East Carolina. Which you're going to, you can't attend, right? Because of. I'm out for a couple of weeks at least. So, would you like to do this during the game? Is that what you're saying? No, I was wondering if we, we could, uh, theoretically, we could start at seven and just roll up towards the game. Yeah. Or we could just bump to Thursday. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> the only thing I worry, if it was a road game, I would be much more inclined to do it Wednesday. And do like a, a pregame show. The fact that it's a home game makes me think there's going to be a lot of people that'll be there that normally watch. And then you have a podcast that we did before a game <laughs> that people probably aren't going to be as inclined to listen to afterwards uh, because the game you mean, happened. And you mean they're not they're not going to want to hear my takes on what to expect from East Carolina? Probably not. Good, because neither would I. (laughs) I think East Carolina's in a barn burner with uh, Wichita State or somebody right now, maybe. (laughs) Um, Sure. Yeah, sure. Tulsaine, I don't know. No, this week is Thursday night, right? Natalie? Tomorrow. They play tomorrow night. There's a game. Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. I clicked on the wrong thing. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You got me. Wichita State in Wichita is next Thursday at 9 p.m. These 9 p.m. games are 9 p.m. weekday games are bullshit. Three in a row. What do you you think it's going to be in the Big 12, man? I'm fine with it in the Big 12 because I want to watch the game. (laughs) Right? I'm okay with that. Temple. No, you're just, set, you're, just set, 
You're just saying because it's against these teams, you're mad. Tulane, Wichita State, and East Carolina, 9 p.m. tip-offs. They all are? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The next three weeknight games are 9 o'clock tip-offs. I am not There it is, right there on your screen. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, January 11th. Yeah. Uh, Scroll down, Aaron. What's the week after that? Okay, finally a seven. And then, okay, that's fine. But three in a row. I don't, I I mean, if I was you, if I were you, I wouldn't mind it if it's the road game. I wouldn't want the nine o'clock home games. Yeah, I can't go to home games right now. So it's like a road game to me anyway. Uh, let's let's go ahead and do, do you want to do uh, your your new gambling segment? Sure. Well, right it's now, not, it's not gambling yet. It's units. It's units. Yeah, units. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm sure as most of you that are here know, we have partnered with Betfred Sports. Uh, we are going to be the like the official UC uh, conduit. Uh, through Betfred Sports as sports gaming begins in Ohio here on January 1st. There is your link. get the Betfred uh, app on my phone. There's the link to join. Uh, we yeah, have kind of good, good promos they got going on. Well, Dave, our, our first promo is you get a free $20 bet on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. All right. That, that comes automatically when you sign up through our link that I just posted in the chat. They have another offer that starts on January 1st that includes up to $1,111 in bonus bets uh, for, for pre-registering. And then uh, you get a chance to win tickets to the Bengals, merch, do, do free I need bets. A, a promo code? No, you just need our link. Oh, okay. You just have just to sign up through the, through the link? The specific Bearcat Journal link uh, is your promo code. And then you get an invite to their New Year's Day betting party at the Fowling Warehouse. All right. You are so inclined to join. No, Jeffrey, you cannot be chatted at home games until further notice. <laughs> Sorry. Nobody wants that, Jeffrey. You don't, yeah, you don't want is that. It, is it fouling or is it foaling? Foaling, like, fouling. Like bowling. Yeah. Is it, it's kind of like how. Chad forever said echo friendly. Eco, yeah. <laughs> I still do it. I just see ECO and it's eco. Well played. Echo. Dude. Yeah. I, I can't help it. My brain works however my brain works. Uh, but our segment during the BCJ podcast to promote our friends uh, at Betfred, the new partner of Bearcat Journal, uh, I think I just I want to keep it simple. Okay. I, I think I want to call it Dave Betts. Dave Betts? Yeah. Like Bet Fred. Simone Selections. But Bet Dave. How about Bet Dave? <laughs> Bet Dave. Dave, uh, Dave Betts. I think that's what I want to call our, uh, our, our sports entertainment segment. All right. What am I picking? You're picking. Let's, I think we start with bowl games. Okay. Between now and our next show. All right. When? When? when well, so that's either between Wednesday. Now and... It'll be Wednesday because next week is the Thursday game. So that's like all the good games. We'll also yes. know fairly quickly if we need to call this segment "Fade Dave." Uh, that's actually every ball game left. 
is between now and our next show. Not really. Yeah, the last bowl games are on Monday the second. Oh wow. They don't have those straggling like no January the Birmingham 5th. Bowl is not January 4th anymore. It was today. Wow. I don't like that. Why why why'd we get rid of that? I don't know. I don't either. Because they're smart. There's no reason to have even these other games shouldn't be after the pl- the playoff. I mean, obviously the national championship is after after our next show, but right, fair. Um, I'm trying to see. I just want Betfred lines. Where do I find the Betfred lines? I'm just looking at lines on ya- on what Yahoo has up. Okay. Well, we need to get better on that as we develop this segment. Uh, yeah, there's no January 1st games this year because the NFL is playing on January 1st, and college football knows. They know. I think the NBA got the hit yeah. on Christmas Day. Did you see those ratings? No, I didn't, but I can only imagine. Oh, my God. Just who watched the NBA? Like, who's going to watch the NBA over the NFL? Nobody. The highest rated of the five NBA games, I think, got like a six. Ooh. The lowest, the the terrible Bucks, uh, Cardinals game got a seventeen. Hold on a second. All right, I had to t- tell the dogs so I had to put them in their place. All right, let's go. Uh, we haven't started the uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl. Do you, do you have an opinion on Texas no, Tech Ole not. Miss? Do you have an uh, opinion on that one? Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss minus four. Take all take right. the. Are we gonna do all of these, or are you just gonna pick your favorites? No, let's do them all. Okay, uh, get out. I have your no pens favorites. And your, the, your I don't know who. I don't know who. Well, I'm talking about favorites, as in like. Your favorites is in like I feel strongly about I'm going to wager on this. No. Game. Tennessee let minus us know. five and a half. Maybe let us know mortgage, if it's one that you feel strongly mortgage about. payment line. All right. Tomorrow, the bad boy mowers, pinstripe bowl, Syracuse, and row the boat. Uh what Minnesota? What I'm looking at, Minnesota minus ten. Yeah. It seems like a lot of points. I'm gonna take the uh or orange with a fictional one unit to give me the 10 points that's in yankee stadium yes the cheese it bowl which we, we were told they are not cheese it's yeah it's crackers yeah i i yeah uh, no one we says have oklahoma versus florida state again a lot of points uh Florida State came on strong at the end of the year, but um, give me the Sooners in the nine. Like, I just, in these bowl games, I don't know how many times I'm going to take favorites with that many points. Right. Um, sorry, Kelly's texting me, so I'm distracted. The Viero Alamo Bowl, Texas and Washington. Uh, no Bijan Robinson for Texas. I'll give me the points in the Huskies. Minus, they're plus four. Okay. Uh, the Dukes Mayo Bowl, Maryland and North Carolina State. Best bowl game of the year. Both coaches have agreed 
to be covered in mayonnaise when they win. <laughs> the entire game. No, the entire game. Give me. Yes, that'd be hilarious. But uh, no, they're going to no, get I, the so... mayonnaise. The, the Gatorade bucket of Duke's Mayo, which if you are a Mayo fan and you're not using Duke's Mayo, this is a shameless plug. We're not getting any money for this. By far, best mayo on the market. Should be using it. People will hate me for this, but I'm a Miracle Whip guy. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. It is what it is. No, my proposition is you cover up, you, you lather them both up in mayonnaise. They have to coach the whole game that way. And then whoever gets the bucket of ice at the end gets the mayonnaise washed off of that. I saw one where it was they should substitute the football for a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, just play with the jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you uh, have in that again? It's Maryland and NC State. It, it looks like it's a, a pick em. So uh, NC State's used like nine different quarterbacks this year. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Wolfpack. Uh, all right. Let's go Pittsburgh, UCLA, and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, El Paso, Texas. Uh, Chip Kelly, rumored interest in the University of Cincinnati job. We will, uh, we're going to go with the Bruins because I think DTR is playing and possible final game. Uh, Pitt, I have no idea who's playing quarterback for them. Keaton Slovis. Uh, entered the portal. Don't know if he's playing. He's already, I think, picked where he's going. Who knows? But yeah, give me the Bruins. And I'll give the points in this one. People do not like, uh, I don't know when, where the anti-Miracle Whip slander came from. Uh, I just enjoy Miracle Whip. It's not good. I disagree. Uh, (laughs) Let's go Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. The fighting Marcus Freemans against the fighting Cox of Game. Uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback for Notre Dame. So what? Get, what's that? What about Buckner? Uh, yeah. So give me South Carolina in the points. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Can you hear that? Why can I not turn this off? Damn it! I don't hear anything. Um, Okay, I've got a commercial playing. Oh, yeah, ear. I think it just plays in your ear, but you can't actually hear it on your okay. mic. You've got South Carolina in that game. I do. Give me South Carolina and the, and the two points. I think, uh, what's his name? Spencer Rattler found some things at the, towards the end of the year. So give me those guys. You're a big Spencer Rattler guy. Uh, maybe. Uh, where are we at? I had to scroll back down. Arizona Bowl. Arizona Bowl. The the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Ohio and Wyoming. Uh, I'll just take Ohio because I don't know a damn thing about Wyoming other than it seems like they've had a lot of guys enter the portal. So give me Ohio. I'll give them the, I'll give the one point. The Capital One Orange Bowl. Big one for you. Tennessee and Oklahoma. No, Tennessee and Clemson. Or Clemson, sorry. Clemson. I was looking at something else. Okay. Tennessee and Clemson. I mean, I, Tennessee has some guys that aren't going to play. Jalen Hyatt. Namely uh, Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. They've had, had some opt-outs for the draft. I don't know if Clemson's D-line. See, the thing is, I 
I should have done more research. I don't know if Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy are playing on to, on Clemson's D line, but uh, I will I will take Tennessee getting the five and a half. Okay. Uh, this this next one I don't care about who you're picking as much as I care about if you're taking the under. Oh, Transperfect Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. Absolutely. The last I, would I saw, take the under. it was what, 31, 31 it's, and a half? It's, 30, which was it's the 31. Lowest, the lowest uh, over under in like 30 years or something crazy. Yeah. I think you have Iowa's third string quarterback versus Kentucky's second string quarterback. Yeah. Plus whatever other opt out and transfers are involved. Added into both of them have very, very good defenses. And vile, disgusting offense. I will just take Kentucky because they're getting two and a half points, and I don't trust Iowa to literally score a point in this game. So Kentucky has to be able to score more than that. Yeah. I mean, if uh, what number would force you to take the over? 25 and a half. You would take the over at 25 and a half? Yeah, because I could see 17 10, so like 26 and a half. The only, if I could only bet on offense, like offensive touchdowns, yeah, I think yeah. I would take it down to 20. Because there's going to be, a, like, both offenses are so bad. There's going to be either a defensive touchdown or multiple defensive, like, possessions that end in points for the offense just because you kick a field goal from where the defense gave you the ball. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, are you taking? You're taking Kentucky. All yeah. State Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State. Uh, is it, does Alabama want to be here? This is prime. Does the SEC team want to be in the 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 New Year's Six game territory? Bryce Young and Will Will Anderson are playing. Alabama. I would, I can love Kansas State and I can love Deuce Vaughn and I can think that they actually have a shot. But if I'm not taking Alabama only giving six points, then what are you doing? Right. Do you think that line is because they thought more Alabama guys were not going to play? Well, I mean, it can move. So why wouldn't it not yeah. be higher? It's not like it was set two weeks ago and then a bunch of guys True. decided to play. True. True. But no, I you can't put. You, because you would feel like the biggest idiot if you were like, "Yep, give me K State in the six, and then it's twenty-four to three halfway through the second quarter, and you're like, "Why would I have ever bet against Alabama when they're giving less than a touchdown?" Yeah, and I would imagine if those two guys are gonna play, like they're gonna get everybody rallied up, you know, to 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 be ready to play. You would uh, Monday, January 2nd. I think this, I like, I, I can't imagine taking Illinois we, here. The ReliaQuest Bowl. Are we skipping the playoff? Um, are you saving that for later? I think these are in order of, like, kickoff, aren't they? Or no, these are just the bowl games. So we'll save the, the playoff oh, games okay. last. Uh, Monday, January 2nd. Uh... Mississippi State versus Illinois. Yes, it's. Um, I'm seeing it as a pick 'em. How do you not take Mississippi State? Oh yeah, I'll take Mississippi State. I mean, in honor of Mike Leach, like Mississippi State comes out more motivated for this game. They have to. The Cheez It Citrus Bowl, LSU and Purdue. 
It's a lot of points. I like LSU's best receiver just declared for the draft when they had said he wasn't going to. So who knows what's going on there? Jane Daniels is supposed to play. I believe Aiden O'Connell has opted out. So even with the 14 and a half, you have the coaching issue at Purdue. Like, I'm gonna take LSU. I know that's a lot of points, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take them and, and give the 14 and a half. Uh, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, LSU and you Purdue. Just asked me we just did the Goodyear <laughs> Cotton Bowl, USC and Tulane. Another another do they want to be there game. Yeah. Uh Jordan Addison not playing for USC. Caleb Williams is, so give me USC and I'll give the two points. That's only a two-point spread? Yes. Wow, I think USC big. I mean, their defense I, stinks. Their like, defense has, does stink. major problems with Tajay Spears um, and what Tulane tries to do offensively. But flipping it the other way around, like Tulane just doesn't have the dudes to, even without Jordan Addison, they don't have the dudes to match up with USC. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and then the Rose Bowl, Utah and Penn State. Utah minus two and a half. Uh, I will not ever bet against Kyle Whittingham in these type of bowl games. So give me Utah and I will give the two and a half points to Penn State. All right. Let's circle back to the playoff games. The Fiesta Bowl, Michigan and TCU. This is a topic that Aaron and I are going to touch on on tonight's nightcap. If you've paid attention to the media availability for Michigan this week, everyone at Michigan uh, claims that they didn't take their semifinal appearance last year very seriously. Uh, Their players were treating it more like a vacation and that they were out partying. And that is why they got their doors blown off by Georgia. But this year, Dave, this year they're taking it serious. Oh, okay. Well, good. This year I'm they're here to win a national championship. Unlike last year, where they were just happy, happy to, to be have, there. Yeah, it was their it was their reward for finally beating Ohio State. And oh, the Big okay, 10. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, who you got? I I, I want to take TCU here so bad. Giving seven Michigan's giving seven and a half on on what I'm seeing and uh. I don't care. They're going to destroy TCU. You think so? Blunt force trauma, man. I just think they're going to lean on them and lean on them and lean on them, and it's just a different ball game with Michigan. Uh, Dave, there are two bowls sponsored by Cheez-It. There are? Yeah. Why? I don't know. (laughs) They doubled down on their bowl sponsorship this year. Doesn't that make it more confusing? Like, who's playing in the Cheez-It Bowl? Well, these two teams and also these two teams. Yeah. It's it's a very strange deal. No, I, I just think Michigan's really, really damn good. I think their offense, with, you know, this much time to get guys healthy, I, I'm not sure if Blake Corm's playing or not, but they're just – they're a tough team to, to have to play in this type of a situation. I think they're way better than they were last year, too. And then the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, number one, Georgia, number four, Ohio State. Here is um, – I think Ohio State can win this game. I don't. You don't? No. I, the reason that we always, like, default to Alabama in these situations 
is because you're giving Nick Saban and his team of, you know, 36 analysts like a month to get ready for an opponent. I don't have that same uh, confidence in Kirby Smart. I just look at their players and their rush defense. If there's anybody that's got as like good good players on a level, yeah, but as 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 well offensively, uh, yeah. But like Ohio State's defense is not is not going to be able to stop Georgia's offense. I I think we might see. I I don't know. I'm not going to take Ohio State. I mean, Trayvon Henderson. Georgia has the number one rush defense in the country. Trayvon Henderson is not playing. Mayan Williams, according to Ryan Day. It's going to play, but didn't practice today. So that who knows what that's all about. Ohio State yeah. will not be able to run the ball against them. Maybe they just say screw it and don't run the ball. Oh, that's a good idea to let Jalen Carter <laughs> just rush up your center's ass the whole game. <laughs> great, great idea. No, I don't think they have a shot in hell to keep this game close. You think it's a blowout? Blowout. And then we'll get to what you think of the national championship game. Uh, next week. Yeah, I mean, it's. Just, I mean, yes, yeah, so Ohio State's offense, when it's clicking, can be extraordinary. But against, they've played like one really good team this year, and it didn't look great. And the offense didn't click, kind of the second half of the season against a bunch of middle of the road Big Ten teams. Are you guys done talking about betting? Good thing, Aaron. Just want to remind you that this site is 100% for entertainment purposes only and does not involve real money betting. Gambling can be addictive. Please play responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help or, and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. This service is intended for adult users only. Individuals must be 21 or older to participate in sports betting and iGaming in the U.S. So do you get like a new do you get a new ad read on January 1st? Uh, you mean what Aaron just did? Yeah, because he, yeah, disclaimer. No, we don't, we've not been asked to do that. We've not been told we had to do that. No, because he but talks Aaron about like entertainment purposes only and like not real money. I'm like, well, it's going to be real money in three days. Yeah, but we're not a gambling site. I know we're not. We're sponsored by a gambling right. site. I don't know. Uh, Aaron has just insisted on doing that every time, even sports games, gambling. He's, he's, ex, he's excellent at it. I know, but it, I I haven't at like I he just that's his thing, and I'm gonna let him do it. He feels it is important, uh, so that's CYA. CYA. That's I don't have a problem with it. I, I hope someone keeps track of all of my picks to see how poorly I do. <laughs> As the segment eventually is called Fade Dave. Yes. I was actually going to do a do a segment called Fade Chad as we get into things because I don't gamble. So the smart thing to do would be just to fade uh, everything that I say. Well, the last, but, couple, last couple of years I've done surprisingly well fading the Bearcats in basketball. I guess that brings us to some basketball discussion. Dave, the non-conference is over. The Bearcats begin conference play tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Speaking uh, of conference play, UCF just won a thriller against Wichita, fifty-two to forty-five. Exhilarating! I, I don't know how <laughs> we're going to survive. I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about Mizzou seventy-eight, Kentucky sixty-one, with five twenty-five to go? Well, I think it's pretty funny given the fact that I just happened to have the Kentucky pregame show on the radio as I was waiting to pick up Will as the 
1530 Homer show crossed over and the one of the Kentucky gentlemen made no bones about the fact that Missouri stinks and hadn't played anybody all year. Probably Cameron Mills. He's the one that usually I don't know. likes to go out on the deep end, go out on the ledge. I didn't hear the gentle, them, them introduce themselves. I must not have been paying attention. But, but yeah, so it's it's kind of funny given that that was his, uh, his take on this game from the onset. Yeah. Uh, it's not looking real good for him unless the Go Big Blue can uh, come back from 18 down, about to be – maybe 20 down with well, 525 remaining. Yeah, you know, coaching change probably in the works, if we're being honest. John Beeline? <laughs> so he, that's who I'd hire. And go the opposite of Coach Cal, go 72-year-old John Beeline, however the hell old he is. I agree, Natalie. Golf clap for Aaron's disclaimer read. Like, he nails it. He's really good at reading the disclaimer. That's why I just let him roll with it. I think it adds to the content. Um, where are you at with this team, Dave? Uh, are you in a better place than you were last year where you just, by this point in time, had refused to watch them play basketball, uh, even though as part of your job here, we had to weekly discuss them uh, playing basketball? I hadn't checked out this early. You were pretty close. They were still competitive until February. <laughs> yeah, but you just didn't enjoy watching them, even though they were competitive. No. Uh, no, I'm, I'm feeling a bit better, but as I said last week, I kind of just don't know if this team's good or not. So that didn't change, uh, based on the game most recent. No, I, I think that's the hardest part about this team is we, we haven't seen them really against anyone that looks like the teams that they're about to spend two and a half months playing. Uh, they've played teams that like, well, Houston, is like the teams they played in Maui. And everybody else is unlike anybody else that they're going to play. So we haven't seen what this team looks like against what essentially right now are their peers. So if you haven't seen a team play against its peer group or teams in that 75 to 150 range in Kimpom, how exactly can you feel overly confident one way or the other in what they're going to look like uh, as they go through that two and a half month stretch? I mean, you, you can't, I mean, you can be optimistic, right. but what are you basing that on? Right. You're only basing it on the good, the good outings against inferior competition and totally dismissing the other outings against equal to or better competition. That's the problem, Dave. They haven't played anybody equal to the league. Because no, it was either no, top 30 to, or I'm bottom 200. To, to them, not the rest of the league. To like yeah, equal to yeah. or better than them, I guess right. I should say. Um, I think a lot of it, and this isn't rocket science, a lot of it comes down to defense and rebounding. If this team can play decent defense, I don't even think they have to get to the level where they're good defensively. Based on the improvements we've seen uh, in how they played offensively. And that includes Arizona and Xavier. Um, Louisville doesn't really count. I guess this is, but... this is a question, though, for, for our, like, super stat guys that I'm wondering. I don't know the if any of them are here. The teams that they've lost to are all 
pretty outside of Northern. Like yeah. those are good offensive teams just in general, right? Yeah. So who are the teams that they've beaten that are not good like that are not good offensive teams but still had good offensive games? You know what I'm saying? Like where you could say like their defense is the is a problem because that's what I'm wondering is like are they are they playing teams that are just not good on offense so it doesn't really necessarily matter uh how good or bad they are on defense yeah i mean i think what does, does that make sense no i know I, I know what you're getting at i think um cuz like we know they're not a great defensive team but Arizona's a great offensive team. Ohio State's a really good offensive team. Xavier's a really good offensive team. Like, who are the teams that are not good on offense that had much better than their average or much better than their other games' offensive numbers, even if it wasn't scoring-wise because you see one? But, like, who who is more efficient? Who shot a higher percentage considerably than what they normally do? That would tell me, like, okay, this is a defensive issue and not that – what if all these other teams just stink on offense? I don't know the specific numbers. What I do know is, I, I, and I've seen it happening less lately, is that oftentimes there was, especially at the beginning of the season, it didn't matter who they played. There just wasn't much resistance. Right. Like, I've seen a lot more resistance of late, I think, sparked by uh, David DeJulius really taking some ownership and some pride in his defense at the head of the snake, like guarding the, the ball handler, you know, the, the, the primary ball handler for the other team. Um, I, so I don't know yet, but I, I do like the way that they looked against Antoine Davis and uh, Desemi, uh, the, the, the kids from Detroit. Uh, I thought they handled those two guys pretty well. Um, I've seen the the effort level on defense or the and the the communication and awareness on defense get a little bit better. But the question we're about to find out is: was that just because the other teams had bad offensive players? Um, right. Because because really, like you know, Bryant was probably the best offensive team that they played that wasn't you know, one of the high majors, they destroyed them. But apparently, according, if you listen to, to Bryant, they were, they were very sick. That day. <laughs> um, so I, I don't have an answer, honestly, yet. And that's that, that puts us in a weird spot with this team. Because, you know, I, I guess, you know, the best thing we have at, at this point is to look at Ken Palm. Oh my God. Did Kansas score again? Yeah. They're a two pointer away from tying it up with under a minute. To oh go. my. Not going well for Sam Pittman at the moment. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, Jeff. I was watching Kentucky get uh get curb stomped and I had turned away because I thought this was a blowout. It turns out this one's close and the Kentucky game's a blowout. Um, so there, there's a lot of unknown. Like I, I feel good about kind of where this is headed offensively. I feel at least mildly optimistic that they're improving defensively, but you know, like you've got a, and it's tied 
41 seconds to go. You've got a, um, you know, they're, they're facing a matchup zone team tomorrow night in Tulane. And last time they faced a matchup zone team, we saw them score 11 points in the second half of a game we'll never speak of again. <laughs> so uh, there are still a lot of unanswered questions, but Kem Hom has them, what, 10 and 8 in conference? I think 10 and 8 would be a disappointment, don't you? In this league, yeah. I mean, that means we're losing more than a handful of games to teams that we don't think are very good. Yeah. It basically means, like, you know, you lose to Memphis and Houston at home, you win seven home games, but then you go, what, three and six three on the road? Three and six on the road. That doesn't feel great. I'm, I mean, and I'm not – I'm not saying that that's a, a bad prediction. No. I mean, it's Ken Palm is usually – there's just, a reason everybody just, references Ken Palm. We're saying that we would have higher expectations than that, and that that's what did happen, which, I mean, I I mean, great. They've only played, what, one true road game? Yeah, NKU. That's it. So it's, it's a, a, as they say, a small sample size. Yes. But, like – I mean, why do you but think the small that, sample size? Is that right? Not great, Bob. Like, why do you think they'll win any road game? Right. <laughs> Until they do. Right. And granted, there's probably more people at that NKU game than will be at half of their road games in conference. Also, very true. So maybe, maybe like there might be more people at the NKU game than they have at the Houston game at Houston. Eh, come on, really? Yeah, Cincinnati's not a like not a, a a threat anymore to them. Yeah, but they're like the number they're the top five. They're still not drawing. I mean, they're still not drawing big numbers. Yeah, it's Houston. That like the, as much as you want to think people care down there. Oh, I know. They don't care. They don't care. They just don't. Hold on one second. Talk for a second about basketball, Dave. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, like you said, Tulane plays a uh, two, three zone that can be good and bad for this UC. I mean, these guys can certainly get hot, uh, but they can also go into incredibly prolonged slumps while also taking really bad shots that exacerbate their slumps and do they take that over to the defense? That's like, that's another thing we're not sure about. You know, we always knew, or at least we thought we always knew for a long time that didn't matter what happened on offense. They'd always show up on defense. Yeah. There you go. Good job, Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeff. Every team except Detroit Mercy 79 and Miami 154 are ranked like 250 or worse than adjusted offense. Okay. Well, so they haven't played a whole lot of – they haven't beaten really anybody that has a good offense outside of one team has a mediocre offense. Yeah. I guess there's 300-something teams, so that's better than mediocre. But Yeah. And do you want to know what that was about? Bryant's what, 132. What was that about? Kelsey came in to uh, tell ask me if I was watching the end of this Kansas-Arkansas game. Uh, because Kansas had just scored two touchdowns oh, in a minute, okay. so I'm, I'm we're we're getting there, right? Good we're, job. 
we're we're made we're training her well as she's getting into her preteen and teenage years. Yes. Because she's laying on the floor in our bedroom with our dog. Who has has she, has she, you know, she resigned to the fact that her favorite football player won't win the Super Bowl again this year? She's still not resigned to that fact. Well, the faster she realizes it, the better off she'll be. You better hope he doesn't beat the Bengals because she's going to come in here and talk so much shit. I mean, they beat him three times in a row. You think I'm, you think I'm, <laughs> think I'm worried about them now? <laughs> I'm just saying you better hope. You better hope. Because I know how she talks shit, and it's it's going to be significant. Yeah, I'm better at Is it. Is Dave on there? Are you talking to Dave? <laughs> I'm better at it. <laughs> <laughs> She's still in training. She's still a Padawan. Oh, I know. Uh, but, yeah. You'd li- I figured you would like that, Natalie. She's upstairs laying on the floor of my bedroom with the dog, who is sad because mom's not home, <laughs> watching Arkansas and Kansas go into overtime. Got You got to train them up. I was worried there for a little bit that we weren't going to get her, that she was going to be kind of ambivalent to sports, but she's starting to come around. All right, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight? Not really. I don't really either. So I think we're just going to call it a, a night. Tell everybody to uh, have a safe and awesome New Year's Eve. And uh, we will be back here. I, I will be at a, at a New Year's Eve party with a considerable amount of Ohio State fans. You better and, hope you're right or else they're um, going to be in Well, I'll be gone. I'm, I'm, we're bringing Will, so I'll be gone before okay. the game's, game's okay. over. Uh, but I am thinking about trying to get a Georgia shirt overnighted to me so I can wear it to the party. <laughs> There's got to be somewhere around here you can go and get one, right? Where? I don't know. So, like, sure I know I can, there's a place in the Florence Mall that I'm sure has I can like order a, one on Amazon and it can be here tomorrow. You better hurry up. Yeah. I ordered ink ink cartridge this morning. It got here this, this afternoon. <laughs> I don't. But does the Amazon warehouse in Cincinnati have Georgia shirts laying around? Well, no, we're gonna we're about to find out. <laughs> all right, everybody, have a great New Year. Everybody, uh, enjoy the holidays. Thanks for all the well wishes for Kelly. You guys are awesome. We were. Uh, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. But. Uh, Oh, yeah, she missed the finale, but thanks to the Bearcat Brunch. Jeff and Dave are both here, so, yeah. You're you're welcome. Thanks for always being on, Natalie. We appreciate it. You didn't didn't miss much either on the the finale. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff says, order the full Georgia tracksuit. Just going to get the dog head and everything. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. He's Dave Simone. I'm Chad Brendel, executive producer extraordinaire Aaron Smith. This is the BCJ podcast presented by the Holy Grail right here on BearGuyJournal.com.